How do you know you're going to fail if you don't try? Failure is not guaranteed. If you're going to try for yourself, only you can make yourself fail. You're listening to The Creative Catalyst. Let's go ahead and dive into it. Being afraid of failure. I'm sure that a lot of us have reached this point in our lives where it's something that we all fear. And that, you know, that's failure. You know, that's the loss of something. You know, that lose mentality of the thing that you probably can't get back. It's spoken as if it's something that is guaranteed. It's spoken like it's something that is just destined. And I hear this a lot. I hear this from a lot of people. Um, It still constantly amazes me. It really puts me in a place where I don't really think people know what it is that they're really, truly afraid of. We are going to dive into this. And there are some points that I want to cover. We all heard it. If you fail to plan, plan to fail. I hear this a lot, um, but I will definitely give my personal opinion on the matter. That is true to a certain degree, because what those people who give that advice to other people about if you fail to plan, you plan to fail, a lot of them don't really give a much more specific description of that so it's a matter of if this is coming from me if i'm asking somebody this i would think that well what exactly needs to be in my plan so then i don't fail you know that's almost something that you could speak on trying to avoid failure and the truth is you'll never avoid failure in some form in some fashion in some way if not now if not in the next year if not next 10 years you're gonna have some form of failure and some of the things that i want to talk about are going to help prepare you for when that failure comes but just get a better understanding of what failure is so then that way you can take it you can move past it and you won't let it defeat you so um some of the things that i've done that i would say that if i were to say you know if i plan to fail or plan to not fail or plan to succeed where i make bullet points of key things of my wants i make sure that i at least know what i want what is my overall outcome i map that out first i don't worry about what kind of money how much kind of money where's this money going to come from what kind of resources do i need what kind of connections do i need i don't worry about all that stuff because all those things have a time all those things have a season so it's pointless in me trying to stress and worry about that right now when i need to focus on well what am i what is my overall end game what do i want to achieve let's focus on that part first when we get that then we can work on the next one and then the next one and then the next one one of the main things that i've really really see a lot i see a pattern in this 
but a lot of people tend to bite off a whole lot and then they end up choking on whatever it is they bit off on because they're not able to chew, digest, swallow what it is that they bit into. And this, this pretty much applies to any and almost everybody. Um, I would probably say that, you know, some people who can multitask, who can take a big chunk and they do well with it. Those people, I'm not talking to those people. I'm talking to the people who do have those difficulties. The ones that are not able to juggle, the ones that are not able to balance out what they bite into. I think that when you come to a term of, you know exactly what you want, you've mapped it out, you know, you're confident about it, because that's key. If you're confident about what you want, you really can't fail. It's more in the case of you're destined to succeed in some type of way, whether it's quickly, whether it takes a little bit of time, but you've already put it out there in the universe that you're going to succeed by being confident enough that, hey, I know what I want. I put it out there and this is where I'm going. So you can run with it now. One of the things that I can say is a, is a huge lesson of mine was that I ignored a lot of the chances, which cost me a lot of time, a lot of effort, a lot of money. And if I were to speak to my younger self, I would definitely tell myself that not taking the right chances will cost you, will cost you dearly. And that first mind, that that intuitive, that first mind, that intuition, that voice in your head that's telling you don't do this go do this make sure you look out for this if you ignore that then yeah i can definitely say you're destined for failure um, i'm speaking for from personal and professional um, points of views with this because here again we're in this era where we have peer pressure we're in this era where we have people who pressure us into making decisions and going certain ways where we're either not prepared or we overanalyzed it and you know we overshot it so i think that given if you have the time to really think about the chances that are given to you take that chance to make that chance if that makes sense so i would definitely recommend that you think about the choices that you're going to make before you make them because again some of those are not going to come back around some of those might be a one hit or a quitter you might only get that once in every blue moon and you're going to have to find some type of way to make it work for you so it is a gamble a lot of this is a gamble but if you bet on yourself then you're responsible if you win same as you're responsible if you lose so that's how i want to look at things that's how i look at things and i never put myself in a position where i'm gambling with somebody else i always bet on myself i always gamble with myself i've always set the high standard for myself that if i fail then it's my fault you also got to evaluate which chances are right for you so there are a lot of chances. You have 
three chances on the table. One of those chances are right for you. It's up to you to pick which one is for you because they're not all for you. You can have one that can set you back. You can one you can have one that'll push you forward. And then you can have one that's right where you need it to be, right on time. And you need to be able to be okay with whatever decision you make with that. I'm not saying that all of them are good. I'm not saying all of them are bad, but we all reach this crossroads where we're gonna need to make a decision about something. That's not saying, oh, you have to pick a side and stay on that side, because life is all about choices. There's no black and white. The world and life is all filled with gray matter. There's a whole lot of gray space. And it's almost like you have to pick what's best for you and only you and yours. Because sure enough, what you choose is going to piss somebody off. And you have to be okay with that. You're never going to appease everybody. It's always going to be somebody that is going to be unhappy with your decision. You have to live with that. You live with that. Um, I think that. I think that if you really push yourself to really be more of that kind of person that reaches for what they want versus reaching for what people want for you, in the end, you're going to end up more happy. You're going to sleep better at night and you're going to trust yourself more knowing that that decision that you made was for you, not because of someone putting you in a position and boxing you and you were forced to make that decision. So um, that's one of the main things that I wanted to really highlight that I thought was really interesting to me. Um, I spoke a little bit earlier about gambling. Now, I'm a gambler in a lot of the other ways of opportunity wise. I wouldn't say necessarily with money or things like that. Um, Or not even that I said that I gamble with life. I would say that I gamble a lot with opportunities because again, as I said before, opportunities are not in abundance. You know, you have to determine if the risk is worth the gamble. So if it's either a job, if it's either a business venture, if it's a partnership, is it a collaboration? With every opportunity comes a certain amount of risk. So you have to weigh out those risks. If there's two options on the table and they both have very high risk, I recommend that you go with the least amount of risk. So regardless of the fact that there's two risks on a table, I would go with the least amount. And to be honest, a lot of people have told me, you know, that that's not so easy for them to just go along with it and pick and choose that type of decision. But in reality, that's something that I know has worked for me. I feel like if I hit the ground, crash and burn, I want to at least catch myself a little bit, go into a roll, so then that way I have a better chance of getting back up quicker. So that's pretty much what I mean by um, determining if the risk is worth the gamble. 
There's a question that I've heard in so many different ways where a lot of people have, you know, put their little take, their little spin on and everything like that. And it is a question that I do want to ask and put it out there. What makes you afraid to jump? Okay, think about that. The chance that your parachute won't open that fear that inner butterfly feeling that you might hit these rocks on the edge of this cliff crash burn and no one will ever hear about you again the chance that your wings can catch you at the right opportune time so you're on a 50 50 you're in a position where you could soar or you can die that is something that we all will reach and that's with any opportunity anything and some people find it safe that well hey if i don't try then i can't fail well to be honest you're closer to failure by not trying than you are if you do try you're closer to winning and succeeding by trying and trying again and trying again and trying again that just brings you closer and closer to success i would say and not only in my opinion but that's actually something that i felt and that i have learned over time that that's something that stuck with me it took me a minute to really really understand it and respect it but it's something that's absolutely true anybody who's ever done anything that's difficult for them either cut a person out of their life embrace a person into their life when you actually take that breath close your eyes and jump you will find that it's really really intoxicating it's it's unlike anything that anything can make you feel so that's something that i do want to highlight that's not something that i really take lightly because again even to this day, as long as I've been taking chances, I sometimes still feel insecure about taking another leap. I've taken a lot of leaps and I will admit I have crashed and burned on a lot of stuff, but I have more success than I do have failures. So um, taking it from someone who has failed before, taking it as someone who continues to fail at some things, I succeed a lot. I push forward. No, I don't focus on my failures. I acknowledge them when they're necessary, but I don't focus on them as if that's the blueprint and that's the setup for me down the line in the future. So I don't make that something that blinds me in order for me not to make a decision. So one of the main things that I definitely do want to talk about is, you know, the moment you decide to quit is right next to the moment you succeed. This was something that was an eye opener for me. And it really, really blew my mind because um, a couple of times when I in, you know, in my teenage years, when I was a young designer, there were moments where design was really, really getting getting to me. Um, I wasn't where I was at. I wasn't making any money. I wasn't doing what I wanted to do. There were moments that I felt like quitting. Um, and this was in the early stages. I mean, 
I haven't been doing design that long, why quit? And I was quitting because I was listening to people around me. Um, I was listening to a lot of people who claim that they have started a similar venture and it didn't work out for them. So I'm comparing all of these notes from everybody else, but weren't they what they were not telling me was, well, what were they doing wrong? What were they doing right? So I didn't really have a, a real unbiased standpoint to really weigh that out. I was getting a whole bunch of opinions. I was getting a whole bunch of, oh, well, this didn't work out for me. They didn't tell me, well, what did they do wrong that caused this to happen? So that was the moment that I felt like, well, you know what? If I stick with this a little bit longer, this might actually work out for me. And I tell myself that every time something gets hard, anytime something gets complicated, anytime I hit a brick wall, I always ask myself, if I quit today, I could have possibly won tomorrow. If I hang in there a little bit longer, I could possibly win this tomorrow. So by me giving myself that mantra, telling myself that, motivating myself, it literally causes me to keep pushing. Because if I don't do it, who will? And I'm not gonna wait to wanna see somebody else take my place and wait till another person do something that I was in their position at one point, and then all of a sudden, they're doing what I could have done, they succeeded when I could have succeeded. They indirectly took that opportunity away from me, and I can't blame anybody else but myself. I can't get mad at anybody. So that's something that we all have to come to terms about. We all have to realize that if you quit today, you could be losing out. But if you hang in there, you could be winning this. You could gain this. So it is a 50-50. But I know if you hang on, that 50 turns into a 60-40. 70 30 80 20 the next thing you know you're at that 100 percent where you succeeded because you didn't give up the power of words determine if you'll survive or you'll die if you have a very misleading misguided vocabulary if you constantly tell yourself you can't you won't this is too hard this is not gonna work if you put those kind of words out there then yeah absolutely you're definitely gonna fail i'll almost promise you that you'll never see anybody who's succeeded in life ever tell themselves oh i can't do this i can't do that if that were true we would not have anybody successful we would not have people who have accolades we would not have people who can say Yes, I was in your position, but then I did this and now here I am. So the power of words is something that I think people underestimate. I, I don't think that people really realize that the words that you put out there in the universe are like a boomerang. They're going to come right back to you. If you tell yourself, I can, I will, I deserve you're going to manifest that and it's going to come back tenfold. You're either going to get exactly what you asked for 
where you're going to get back more than what you asked for. And that cup is going to run over to where you won't even have enough to fill that up. So almost absolutely by you putting out that you can't, you won't, this ain't going to happen. Yeah, it's, it's almost going to be for sure that that's going to be exactly what you put out there. Sometimes we self-sabotage um, ourselves. We'll put something out there and we'll speak against ourselves. And it amazes me because when we when we have aspirations for ourselves, but then we tell ourselves, oh, this is not going to I don't deserve this or this is not going to happen for me. This is self-sacrifice, self-sabotage, self-destruction, because there's nothing viable that you can say that warrants you saying that, okay, I don't deserve this. There's nothing. Not to get religious, but there is something that I've I've told a lot of people this. I've, I've said this a lot. Um, but I strongly believe that faith without works is dead. Um as well as works without faith is dead. I think speaking on faith without works is not more in the case of, of in the religious sense, but more in the case of believing that it is possible, believing that you can achieve this, believing that there is a stronger version of yourself that has your back. There's a stronger version of yourself that is cheering you on at that finish line. Um, but you have to believe that. And I think it's very misguided when people mix up the term faith, mix up the whole definition of what it truly means to have faith. You have to really deep down believe that this is possible, that you can achieve this. Even if you're not 100%, if you put it out there, it'll become that. So, you know, that whole term, you know, fake it till you make it. I hate to use that term, but it's almost as such. If you don't believe 100 percent that something like this can happen. At least commit to a part of that faith and then grow from there. Build from there and then you will actually see for yourself that, OK. What I was talking about or what I mentioned, it works. This is actually going to be something that's going to go somewhere. Now, aside from having that faith, because you have some that could have a lot of faith, but don't put any work in. I've been surrounded by a lot of people who have a lot of faith, die hard faith, but then don't work. They talk a lot. They put it out there. They're always saying what they will do, what they won't do. Um, they'll always say, oh, this won't get in the way of what I'm doing. But then when it comes down to actually putting in the groundwork to build it, they're nowhere to be seen. We got to change this culture. We got to really put this out there that this is not something to play with. Your dreams are not something to play with. You know, if you are the only one that believes in yourself, 
then that's all what it takes. There, there's nothing else that you need. Your significant other, your friends, your family, your associates, your coworkers. It doesn't matter whose opinion tells you what you can and cannot do. At the beginning and at the end of the day, it only matters what you say, how you feel, what you believe, and what you will go by, no matter what that decision is in life. This can be applied to business, this can be applied to relationship, this can be applied to any venture you decide to dive into. You have to get over that false sense of failure because that failure isn't real. That failure is pent up illusion of everybody else's thoughts bestowed upon you. So you take those things and you develop this new fear that you make excuses as to why you can't do something. We got to stop making excuses. In order for us to become a better society, in order for us to become better individuals, we have to get over certain fears that hinder us from greatness. Because deep down inside, we all want to be great. We all want to be something bigger than ourselves than today. So that's something that I want to highlight. Um, you know, being afraid of failure was, was something that was definitely heavily on my mind and it constantly is something that I'm challenging myself so I'm not proclaiming to be an expert in it but it is something that I'm constantly checking myself I'm constantly making sure that I don't fall into that rabbit hole of well I didn't do this because I was afraid so I'm not sipping from that Kool-Aid but um, I'm going to wrap this up um, there's definitely going to be a lot more of this particular subject that I'm going to hop into in the near next episodes. Um, in the meantime, if you have been somebody that have been afraid of failure, um, and you are not fully confident that you can do something, I definitely invite you to listen to more of my podcast definitely dive into more of what i have to say more of what i have to talk about um this is coming straight from my um, professional and personal experience definitely check out my website um, michaelcrown.com um you can look at my hashtag find me on social media michael crown definitely look at and digest and take in what i'm talking about um, this is something that um, I'm very passionate about and I look forward to taking pieces of what I know and really sharing what I know and really solving a lot of problems that a lot of people have. So um, I'm looking forward to that in the future. Um, stay tuned for the next bit of my episodes and we're going to have some fun with this. Take care. <laughs>